Is your bathroom looking old and worn out? Want to update it, but you don't know where to start? Then let BCI Bath & Shower show you how to turn that old bath into an aisle of beauty and functionality. Our residential bathroom solutions provide the best value on the market, and our customer service is second to none. Our cost-effective BCI Bath & Shower family of products has what you need. Remodeling our bathroom was a big decision for us. They didn't make a mess out of our house at all. And at the end of the day, we had a beautiful new bathroom. And it was a great experience the whole way through. We have the best monthly payment programs in the industry with payments as low as $68 per month or no interest, no payments for 18 months. That's right. Get the bathroom of your dreams now and pay for it in 2021. Call 1-800-462-5722 for a free no-obligation price quote. That's 1-800-462-5722. When you want quality bathroom products at a great price, it's got to be BCI Bath & Shower. That's 1-800-462-5722. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here, deep from the swamps of Jersey. We've got a great show coming up for you. Gambling has been around since this country has started, and women have played an important role in the growth of the gambling industry. And now a new book has documented the role women have played in the gambling business of this country. It's called That Expletive Broad, and it's written by gaming attorney Jennifer Gaynor. Coming up, we're on Talk with Jennifer about the early female pioneers of gambling in this country all the way up to the present day. It's an incredible book about the women in the world of gambling and casinos. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. House of Cards want to wish you the happiest of holidays. And in celebration of the holiday season, we would like to present that beautiful holiday favorite, Silent Night, sung by that wonderful soprano, Chewbacca. bathroom looking old and worn out want to update it but you don't know where to start then let bci bath and shower show you how to turn that old bath into an aisle of beauty and functionality our residential bathroom solutions provide the best value on the market and our customer service is second to none our cost-effective bci bath and shower family of products has what you need 
Remodeling our bathroom was a big decision for us. They didn't make a mess out of our house at all. And at the end of the day, we had a beautiful new bathroom. And it was a great experience the whole way through. We have the best monthly payment programs in the industry with payments as low as $68 per month or no interest, no payments for 18 months. That's right. Get the bathroom of your dreams now and pay for it in 2021. Call 1-800-462-5722 for a free no-obligation price quote. That's 1-800-462-5722. When you want quality bathroom products at a great price, it's got to be BCI Bath & Shower. That's 1-800-462-5722. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. More bets, better odds at playsugarhouse.com. Sign up today at playsugarhouse.com and don't forget to use our promo code HOUSE to take advantage of their first deposit match up to $250. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the House of Cards. You lose track of time in those casinos. There's no windows, there's no clocks, and you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. Gambling has been a part of this country since it was founded, and women have played a crucial role in the growth of gambling. A great new book has documented the stories of some of these incredible women that broke barriers and helped shape the gambling business today. The book is titled That Expletive Broad, and we want to talk to the author right now, gaming attorney Jennifer Gaynor. Jennifer, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me, Dave. I got to tell you, first, I love the title of your book, That Expletive Broad. How did that become <laughs> the title of your book? Uh, that's actually one of my favorite stories about the book. So as I was uh, researching the various women uh, that I was going to feature in the book, one of them named Deborah Nutt, um, she was one of the first uh, women to be a crap stealer on the Las Vegas Strip. And at a very early age, um, she became a pit boss at, at a strip casino. And some of the gentlemen that she worked with were less than thrilled that she was there. Um, and so they would refer to her as that blank broad, um, something that, you know, for a while was a bit of a challenge for her. She actually hid in the ladies' room during, you know, break time to avoid seeing these men in the break room. But eventually she went on, like I said, to become a very young pit boss. And then she went on to be, uh, you know, a top executive for MGM and the win um, and had a stunning career in, in the gaming industry. You know, I, I've never read a book like this, and it was so great to read about the women in gambling. I mean, it, what inspired you to write this book? 
Um, well, as you know, I've been a gaming attorney here in Las Vegas for more than 15 years. Um, and, you know, year after year, you go to the gaming conferences. I know you've been there. Sure. Um, and you see lots of what we call mantles. Um, and that's, you know, panels uh, consisting mostly of men. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I was at a gaming conference a couple of years ago. And, you know, I was flipping through, looking at what our panels would be that day, and I saw mantle after mantle, and, you know, it was a little bit disheartening. But then I, I looked around the room, and I saw some amazing women in gaming, women like Sandra Douglas Morgan, um, who is then the chair of the Nevada Gaming Control Board, uh, my good friend Ellen Whittemore, um, who is now general counsel at the WIN, and I realized there was a lot of kick-ass women in that room, Um and there have been throughout the history of gaming, and I really wanted to make sure that their stories were, were told and shared. You know, I, I think it's great how you organized your book, too. You took us from the early days of gambling through corporate America and then with the women who worked in government and regulation. I, I especially love the story of the women in the early days of gambling because I have to admit, when I think of the Wild West and the card rooms west of the Mississippi, I really don't think of women in the gambling business. Uh, but there were several. I mean, for example, you have the story of Lottie Denno, who was incredibly interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about Lottie and some of the other women who were literally the real pioneers of women in gambling in this country. Yeah, Lottie, you know, she was a great story. So she was, you know, she had a very privileged childhood upbringing. Um, you know, her, her father was a plantation owner and he also raised race horses. Um, but he had two daughters. He had no son. So when he went on business trips, he would take Lottie with him often. And he was a gambler. So he would take her with him to the casinos and New Orleans, New York, even now over in Europe. Um, and along the way, he taught her how to play. So she actually at a very young age, um, you know, as a teenager, became a bit of a card shark. Um, and this actually came in super handy for her uh, when her father, unfortunately, uh, perished. He was um, fighting in the Civil War, and he actually died, I think, in the first battle he fought in. Um, so that left her mother with two daughters in a plantation to run. Um, at a time when it was hard to, you know, find men to come in and work on their plantation. Um, so her family sent her off uh, to the city, to, to Detroit, uh, hoping that where they had family friends, hoping that she could find a man to marry who she could then bring back and could run the plantation for the family. Um, but, of course, that's not what Lottie did. Uh, she went to Detroit. She kind of, you know, went on the party circuit. <laughs> And then she started gambling at, at card rooms and playing poker and realized that she could make a lot of money doing that, um, actually enough money that she was able to support her mother and her sister um, with the proceeds she won from gambling. Uh, and then she went on to, you know, have a very stellar career in the, the gambling industry. You know, another part of the book I found really enlightening because I, I've really never thought of it that way were the women who actually owned casinos. And one of those inspirational stories you document was the incredible life of Sarah Ann Knight Preddy. I mean, tell us a little bit about her because she impacted Las Vegas. She impacted the gambling business and she was really influential even outside of the gambling business. She was Sarah Ann Knight Preddy. Um, you know, she's a very inspirational figure here in Las Vegas, especially in the African American uh, community. You know, she started off as the the dealer in the the card rooms in the segregated West Side of Las Vegas. Um, and I actually really enjoyed getting the opportunity to 
write about the West Side and how Las Vegas, you know, once upon a time was segregated. So you would have, you know, famous uh, African-Americans who could perform on the Strip, but they couldn't stay in the Strip casinos. Um, So there was actually a really active after-party nightlife on the West Side where a lot of these performers, you know, African-American and white alike would come and and spend their time after hours, you know, gambling in the, the casinos and the the gaming parlors on the west side. Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. In a market already crowded by a number of online options, PointsBet simply stands out. And if you still haven't signed up with PointsBet, now is the perfect time. So don't wait and sign up today. Awesome daily promos, odds boosters you won't find anywhere else, early payout promos, it's all at PointsBet.com. You can bet from anywhere in New Jersey using your mobile device. And don't forget to try your hand at points betting, where your potential winnings or losses from a bet aren't fixed, but variable right up until the end of the game. The more you're right, the more you win. And now PointsBet has a brand new offer for new customers. Just sign up using our promo code HOUSE, H-O-U-S-E, and you'll receive four risk-free bets up to $1,000. This is the largest welcome offer in the sports betting marketplace, and we do encourage new players to take advantage. And make sure you use our promo code HOUSE to get this special sign-up offer. That's promo code HOUSE, H-O-U-S-E. Bets you won't believe, moments you'll never forget. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to House of Cards. Where was the house? Where was the house of cards? Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with gaming attorney and author of That Expletive Broad, Jennifer Gaynor. Sorry about that. Radio has to do its business, you know. Why don't you continue what you were saying before the break? Um, but anyway, that's where uh, she started off working uh, in the gaming industry because it was a very difficult time for her as a, as a black woman to find, you know, a career elsewhere in Las Vegas where it was segregated. Um and she went on to become the first woman to get a gaming license in the state of Nevada. And, you know, she took that experience and she became involved with the NAACP um, and, you know, civil rights groups in, in Las Vegas and through across Nevada. And she did a lot to advance um, African-American people. You know, for, for one, she ran for office. You know, she was the first uh, female African-American to to win a primary running for city council in Las Vegas. She ended up not winning, 
she went out of politics, decided it wasn't for her, and she went back to, you know, what she knew, which was gaming and running other businesses. Uh, you know, she was quite an entrepreneur um, and quite an inspiration for many. You know, I, I found that uh, that aspect incredibly interesting. I, I was wondering, I mean, was it just the prejudice of Nevada at that time to keep her away from certain areas of the gaming business, or were, was it the laws of Nevada really keeping the women, especially Sarah Ann, down? Because, you know, she wasn't allowed to work certain places, yet she was allowed to have a casino license, and she owned a casino. What, what was going on there? Um, well, that was in northern Nevada, mm-hmm. you know, versus in Las Vegas, where there there were various rules and ordinances. You know, for example, they uh, after she had become a, a dealer, they came up with an ordinance, you know, prohibiting women from being dealers in, in strip casinos in the city of Las Vegas. And, you know, that was, I, I think, prompted because a lot of, you know, women at the time, they saw their men going off to casinos and gambling um, and if they were female dealers, they were afraid they would lead the men astray and tempt them to gamble even more and perhaps cheat on them. So, you know, women as dealers, women in the casinos working, you know, were very much frowned upon uh, by society. So that was something that she had to overcome in addition to, you know, the general segregation of Las Vegas at the time. It, it seems that one of the areas in the casino and gambling business that women are underrepresented is at the executive level. But there are women who did achieve incredible success at the executive level. I mean, one of the women I was thinking of and you documented in the book was Virginia McDowell. Tell us a little something about her and the other women that have reached very successful levels in the gambling business at the executive level. Yeah, and a lot of times, you know, I found one thing I found interesting while I was writing this book was, you know, I think in a lot of cases, it was never an intention, you know, to become a, an executive in the gaming industry. Um, you know, Virginia McDowell, for example, she started off, you know, as a journalism student um, working in, in radio and, and television. Um, but then she saw that gaming was introduced in, you know, your hometown, New Jersey, um, and wanted to get involved in the industry at the very beginning. So she sent out, because she had become an expert in, in marketing and, you know, TV and radio, uh, and that was her, her major in college with journalism. Uh, she was attracted to marketing directors at, at gaming properties, I believe it was the Tropicana, and, and they hired her to do marketing, and that's how she got into the, the gaming industry. Um, but she ended up uh, meeting some men along the way who were really mentors to her and taught her a lot about the actual operational side of gaming Um and, and brought her along, you know, one of the first major things she did was taking over a struggling gaming company, Argosy Gaming, and, and turning it around. And I think one of the ways she was able to do that was she had a very hands-on approach. So she would go down to the casino floor. She would talk to customers. She would, you know, be very interested in what they liked, what they didn't like, what they wanted to see, and, and found ways to really make it a better experience for customers um, and thus made, you know, casinos more successful. Um, and someone who knew her from her time at Argosy uh, when the Isle of Capri uh, position, um, CEO position became available, you know, uh, really lobbied for her to be interviewed for the position because they knew, you know, what a great job she could do. Um, and that's how that came to be about. You know, I, I was reading that expletive broad, your great book, uh, here in New Jersey at the perfect <laughs> time, I think, because 
the big story that broke about a month, month and a half ago was that Caesars Entertainment named Jacqueline Gray, senior vice president and general manager of the Tropicana Casino in Atlantic City. Now, with that hire, it mm-hmm. means that four of the nine Atlantic City casinos were run by women. The other three being Melanie Johnson at the Borgata, Terry Glebaki at Ocean Resort, and Carrie Hall at Bally's. And that really made me think, because I, I was reading that section when I saw the news story break, and I was thinking, I was like, is New Jersey doing well in comparison to other states that have casinos? Is, In your opinion, is that ratio or percentage keeping pace with other gaming markets across the country? Oh, certainly. You know, I think that's, you know, great strides being made in, in New Jersey right now. Um, but, you know, this time with the pandemic, it's actually been a very challenging time sure. for women um, in the workforce generally, in the gaming industry in particular, um, where, you know, gaming and hospitality is one of the industries that was very hard hit by the pandemic. Um, and you look at some of the, the news stories coming out, uh, talking about how this is having a uh, outsized impact on women that they're, you know, leaving the workforce at, you know, four times the rate that men are. Um, so this makes it a very important time for women to be having these executive roles in the gaming industry and really keeping um, keeping a hold of the progress that women have made in, in the gaming industry, you know, to become these executives. Uh, but we also have to be very careful that we don't lose women at all levels of gaming because, you know, you're not going to be able to have women in these executive roles if you don't have the pipeline at the lower levels um, leading up to that. Uh, so, you know, I think this is a, a great time for, for this book and the, the messages in the book about the importance of women in the gaming industry um, and for gaming companies to really pay attention you know, to make sure they're continuing to feed that pipeline. Well, I'm curious. You mentioned it. I mean, are there gaming companies right now doing more to promote women and diversity in the workplace, especially at the executive level? Um, there definitely are, uh, you know, gaming companies that are working very hard to do that. And some of that is, you know, prompted by some of the women in my book, um, you know, who have become executives and, and are doing a lot to, to help women um, and, the, you know, the global gaming women organization, I think, has played a very important role in promoting that throughout the years. Um, you know, MGM's always had a, uh, you know, they took an early stance and Caesars as well and making sure that this was a priority for them. Uh, you know, you see places like, you know, the Wynn, where, you know, they were kind of in a lot of trouble when it came to, you know, misogyny and how women were treated in that workforce not that long ago, as we all famously know, um, you know, with the cases against Steve Wynn, and they've had a major turnaround in their representation of women on their board, um, you know, and putting Ellen Whittemore, uh, choosing her to be the uh, general counsel for the Wynn. So, you know, there's definitely uh, companies in Las Vegas and in the gaming industry that are doing really good things in this area. Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side.
Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. That's BABE16. Because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Tax Solutions Now is a complimentary referral service that connects callers to companies that provide tax services. Money matters. If you owe thousands in back taxes to the IRS, how much can Tax Solutions Now save you? I paid less than I owe. That's right. Money matters. So call Tax Solutions Now and get the IRS off your back. Since 2014, Tax Solutions Now has been a leader in the tax resolution industries. Remove wage garnishments, property liens, fines, and penalties. Qualify for the Fresh Start program or even uncollectible status. How much can Tax Solutions Now save you? I owed the IRS over $10,000. I paid a fraction of what I owed. Call now to reduce or even eliminate your back taxes. I called Tax Solutions Now and got the IRS off my back. Thanks. You saved us a ton of money. Money matters. How much can Tax Solutions Now save you. Call now and find out. Call 800-683-7377. 800-683-7377. Is your bathroom looking old and worn out? Want to update it, but you don't know where to start? Then let VCI Bath & Shower show you how to turn that old bath into an aisle of beauty and functionality. Our residential bathroom solutions provide the best value on the market, and our customer service is second to none. Our cost-effective BCI Bath & Shower family of products has what you need. Remodeling our bathroom was a big decision for us. They didn't make a mess out of our house at all. And at the end of the day, we had a beautiful new bathroom. And it was a great experience the whole way through. We have the best monthly payment programs in the industry, with payments as low as $68 per month, or no interest, no payments for 18 months. That's right. Get the bathroom of your dreams now and pay for it in 2021. Call 1-800-462-5722 for a free no-obligation price quote. That's 1-800-462-5722. When you want quality bathroom products at a great price, it's got to be BCI Bath & Shower. That's 1-800-462-5722. The weather is turning colder, but the action is just starting to heat up on the tables at Party Poker in New Jersey. Sign up with code EXIT7A and take advantage of Party Poker's new sign-up offer of $25 free, plus a first deposit match up to $600 and start playing poker online today. Daily tournaments, cash games, sit-and-goes. The Party Poker U.S. Network offers players an opportunity to participate in their favorite poker tournaments online every day, all day. And don't forget about their Sunday tournament featuring $35,000 in guaranteed prize money. So head on over to nj.partypoker.com and sign up today with our promo code EXIT7A. New customers get $25 free when registering, plus you also get a first deposit match up to $600. That's code EXIT7A to get your $25 free when registering and your first deposit match up to $600. The cards are in the air at partypoker.com in New Jersey. Must be 21 and over and located in New Jersey. New patrons only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of December 21st, 2020. According to the American Gaming Association, the casino industry of the U.S. is showing signs of a rebound. Casinos in the U.S. took in over $2.1 billion in slot revenue, $547.9 million for table games, and $237.5 million in sports betting. Commercial casinos reported a 6.3% increase in October from September's revenue figures. Michigan is poised to go live with online casinos and online sports betting. According to a spokesperson for the Michigan Gaming Control Board, it's expected that Michigan will go live with online gambling in mid-January with the board approving 15 provisional licenses for online platforms. These providers will still have to go through the testing process and complete some regulatory requirements prior to their official launch. And finally, if there was ever a reason not to let someone use your fantasy football account, this is it. A lawsuit was filed in Florida by Andrew Most alleging he was pressured to let his boss use his personal DraftKings fantasy football account. Apparently, Andrew's boss won about $216,000 on the account, but according to the lawsuit, stuck Andrew with the tax bill on the winnings. That bill came to $93,000. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. You're listening to the House of Cards. Whoa! I think we got a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh, yeah, there's a show. Hey, it's all about ratings, baby, and we got them. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with gaming attorney and author of That Expletive Broad, Jennifer Gaynor. You know, I want to ask you about the women who became the regulators who oversee the gambling activity in the state. And the one person I was going to bring up, you actually already brought up, Sandra Douglas Morgan. I I found it amazing that a woman with such incredible knowledge of the gaming industry and gaming law, when the governor of Nevada called her up to be chair of the Nevada Gaming Control Board, she thought he was calling her to ask about the retirement of another board member, which I found that an absolutely mind-blowing story. I mean, tell us a little bit about Sandra Douglas Morgan. Um, she's incredibly smart, incredibly polished, but, um, you know, one of the most modest people I've ever met. You know, when I actually initially approached her at a Global Gaming Women event um, to interview her for the book, uh, she was like, 
me? Are you sure? She's like, I've only been here for less than a year. You know, I haven't accomplished that much. And, and I had to tell her, you know, standard just by virtue of being the chair of the gaming control board, you know, the second female and the first African-American chair of the board, um, you know, just by being you and being in that position, you've accomplished quite a lot uh, for, for women in the gaming industry. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, when I was, when I was interviewing her, you know, she was talking about how, you know, she really preferred getting involved in the, the operation of being the board chair and, and the policy of it. Um, and, you know, I pointed out how important it was um, for me personally as a woman in the industry to see her speaking at gaming conferences and, you know, to see her up there um, as, as a role model and someone that, you know, women could aspire to be was extremely important. And she said, you know, I really never thought about that, you know, how important it was for me to be there, to be in the room, to be up there speaking. Um, so she said, you know, I'm going to make sure that I, I focus on doing that. Um, a lot more because throughout her experience, you know, she had had um, uh, women, you know, at the MGM that she worked with, for example, uh, who were inspirational role models and, and positions and executive positions that she could look up to. And, you know, she brought up the quote, you know, you have to see it to, to be it. Um, and I think that's very true. Uh, plus, you know, she had a, a great background, not only in, in gaming, but she went through what she called trial by fire uh, when she was working as counsel for the city of North Las Vegas and they were having, you know, one of their worst fiscal crises ever. And she helped, you know, work with the governor, work with the mayor of the city and, and shepherding the city through, you know, what was a time of crisis um, to turn things around and become, you know, a very successful uh, city, you know, put it on a road to success. So, and she's pointed out, you know, after going through that, at the city of Las Vegas, you know, that was really my trial by fire. Um, she overcome, overcame in her own life and career what is known as imposter syndrome. And I think that's something that women suffer from a, a lot more than men. Um, and that's, you know, thinking that you're not qualified to be there. You know, you look around, you're like, why am I here? What do I know? Do I know anything? Um, and, you know, going through that experience really helped her to overcome that and, and have a lot more confidence moving forward, um, which also helped her to uh, be a great chair. You know, when we talk about the gambling industry, I mean, there are, are a bunch of branches within the industry itself. I mean, there's PR, there's player development, there's marketing. Are there areas in the gambling industry itself where women are really underrepresented to a point where companies should really be focusing on that area with regard to employment of women? Sure, because, you know, if you look at the, the numbers, and this is something I talk about in my book, you know, where there might be, you know, 38% of women represent at the executive level, but you realize they're siloed into certain categories. Um, for example, you know, you don't see a lot of women on the operational side. You don't see a lot of women on the floor. You don't see a lot of women in IT or security, you know, or where you do see a lot of women are areas that are typically thought of as women industries like human resources and, and marketing. Um, so, you know, and I, I point out in the book, you know, for, for women for themselves taking a, a hold of their careers, you know, one of the things they can do is look for areas where there aren't, uh, where there isn't a lot of representation um, by women and ask, you know, their bosses to get them training in that area or to get experience in those areas. 
Um, and that's something that companies can you know really look for and try to encourage as well. You know, right now in the gambling industry, certain states are allowing sports betting and online gambling. I mean, certainly we don't have the complete numbers and the research right now with regard to employment demographics. But do you think those are the next areas of gambling that have to be looked at with regard to women and their impact on the sector of that sector of the industry? Well, I think those are, you know, obviously growth areas for the industry. So it's, you know, extremely important for, for women to be involved there. You know, sports betting in particular has you know, long time, very much been a man's world. So, you know, when you see women making uh, strides and being represented there, like uh, my friend Jennifer Roberts is, you know, counsel at the Interactive Gaming over at the Wynn, you know, I think that's very exciting, and you hope to see more of that. Looking back at the women you documented in your book, That Expletive Broad, Throughout history of the gambling in this country, has there been one characteristic that all these women had that allowed them to push forward and what was once a male-dominated industry? Because I I found it very interesting, and you brought this up in the interview, that you know they did not set out to finally end up do what they're doing. I I mean, a a lot of the women and most of the women didn't think, hey, I'm going to own a casino. But what, what characteristic pushed them forward? Uh, I, I think in most cases, it's a few things, but, uh, you know, one of it is they were all extremely hardworking. Um, you know, they were willing to put in the, the hours and the time. You know, I think Claudine Williams, um, who was a high school dropout, who ended up becoming the owner and operator of a Las Vegas strip casino, um, you know, that's not a path you would ever seen happening. But she she worked really hard. She was very persistent. She asked for what she wanted. You know, for example... Uh, you know, when she was a, a teenager, she convinced the the, the owner at a, a nearby you know gaming parlor that had opened up uh, to hire her, um, and you know, and and said that she, she had experience with uh, dealing dice, which she didn't really, but you know, he he, he bought it and and brought her on. She became the first female dealer at that club, and that's you know something she did throughout her career. You know, she wasn't afraid to ask for what she wanted. She worked really hard to gain the experience and the knowledge that would make her um, a valuable asset. Um, so, you know, persistence, uh, curiosity, I think, you know, about the gaming industry and really wanting to to do it, you know, love for the game. The, the early women, you know, Alice Ivers, Lottie Dino, they loved gambling. They loved poker. They loved playing. And they were very successful at it. So, you know, it's... It's love for the game, it's love for the industry, it's persistence, and it's the willingness to be a first um, in an area, to be the first woman to be a dealer, to be, you know, perhaps not get a great reception from your colleagues. That um, is very important to many of their success. Now, you're a very successful woman in the gambling business. What has it meant for you personally to research and write about the women who have come before you in this industry? Uh, well, first of all, it was incredibly inspiring um, you know, because I knew there were great women out there, you know, many of whom I knew personally, you know, from my own experience working in the industry, um, to learn about some of the other women who I didn't know about. Um, extremely inspirational for me in, in writing this book. Um, but also, you know, it's a really great networking tool, I have to say. You know, if there are uh, people that you look up to, in the work world and you're not sure how to approach them. You know what, if you're going to interview them for an article or a book, that's a great tool. You know, it gets you a conversation, it gets you an introduction. 
and um, you know, I highly recommend it. Jennifer, we're running out of time, but I certainly want to get your opinion on the current state of the gambling industry with regard to the pandemic. Certainly, it's been one of the most challenging times for the industry. I mean, I got to tell you, as a fellow gaming attorney, I've never before now had to draft a service contract for the cleaning and sanitizing of casino chips, but it's a very weird time. How do you see the gambling? <laughs> how do you see the gambling industry emerging from this? Um, I think it's going to emerge stronger than ever. Uh, you know, the gambling industry, as you know, over the years has gone through you know many different changes and iterations, from you know kind of the lounges and, and the card playing that was prevalent you know back in the fifties and the early days, uh, to you know the the onslaught of the large slot floors. Um, that really became the money maker for casinos in more recent years. And I think we're going to see a change away from that. And, you know, what exactly that will be, I don't know, will it be esports, will it be online gaming, um, you know, different kinds of experiences that casinos can bring to the table. I, I think all of it's, you know, really worth exploring. And sports betting, of course, you know, now that pass has been repealed, um, you know, that's only going to continue growing across the country. So, uh, you know, I think the gaming industry, yeah, it's, it's a dark time now. It's a difficult time now, but I think there's a, you know, blue sky on the other side of the pandemic. Jennifer, can you tell people how they can get a copy of your book, That Expletive Broad? And if you have a website or a social media address, you can give that out too. Sure. You can find me on uh, Facebook at Jennifer Gaynor or LinkedIn um, at Jennifer Gaynor. And the book is available on Amazon.com. And, and Barnes and & Noble, so if you just uh, Google that expletive broad, you will be able to find it online. Jennifer Gaynor, attorney and author of That Expletive Broad, thank you so much for coming on and sharing the stories of these incredible women of gambling with us. It's an incredible book about the gambling industry. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about it. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Dave. I appreciate it. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. More bets, better odds at PlaySugarHouse.com. Sign up today at PlaySugarHouse.com, and don't forget to use our promo code HOUSE to take advantage of their first deposit match up to $250. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. House of Cards want to wish you the happiest of holidays. And in celebration of the holiday season, we would like to present that beautiful holiday favorite, Silent Night, sung by that wonderful soprano, Chewbacca. Everyone. We mean everyone. Everyone! 
Attention Medicare recipients and anyone turning 65. Medicare has approved new benefits not included with original Medicare and older Medicare Advantage plans. You may not be getting all of the benefits you're entitled to, including in-home aids, telephone appointments with your doctors, home-delivered meals and prescriptions. These benefits may be available and it's a free call to enroll. The new plans may also offer free eyeglasses, free hearing aids, free wellness visits, and gym memberships. Call the Medicare Benefits Line now. It's easy. Call 800-217-1797. 800-217-1797. Find out if you're eligible for new benefits like meal and prescription delivery, in-home aids, and telemedicine. Some plans may have a $0 monthly premium or zero copays for big out-of-pocket savings. Not all Medicare Advantage plans are alike. The new plans have more benefits for many people. Call 800-217-1797. 800-217-1797. 800-217-1797. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. Plus... Free shipping! Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. That's BABE16 because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. More bets, better odds at playsugarhouse.com. Sign up today at playsugarhouse.com and don't forget to use our promo code HOUSE to take advantage of their first deposit match up to $250. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to House of Cards. The answer is probably uh, uh, we're finished. What, we're what, given, what are the odds? One in a hundred? What, what? Uh, I don't do odds. <laughs> we, I gave very you detailed... casinos, sir. the House of Cards, Dave Weishadow with you. You know, sports betting has become popular in the U.S., and people want to know what's going on in the sports books across this country. So back by popular demand, executive producer Doug Weishadow is back with the book report to tell us what's going on in the sports books across the country. Doug, what do you got? Indiana released their November numbers. They had a record handle for the month of $251.4 million. Revenue of $25.3 million, and they had an approximate hold of 10%. So that again, ten percent. I keep yep. hitting on that one. With that's the, a natural hold. That's There's a natural no hold. Legislations that say uh, you know Indiana has to have a ten percent hold. This is the third straight month of a handle of at least two hundred million dollars, and also it's the third consecutive monthly high for taxes. So they have a tax record as well. Oh, wow. two point four million for the month of November in terms of taxes. Now taxes are computed differently than revenue. Revenue is the entire is the hold, basically, where it's not only just the taxable revenue, it's also the promos and the free bets that the books give out. Okay. So you have three different things to look at, the handle, hold, and tax. 
but they have a set they have set a tax record two point four million dollars for the month of November. Oregon, now that's uh, basically run through Scoreboard, mm-hmm. which yep. is their app. Uh, it's run by the lottery, and also the sports betting tech is Interlot. Okay. Uh, they oh, had Oregon set a record, huh? Yep. All right. They have for a Oregon. record revenue for November, over four million dollars for the month of November, a handle of approximately twenty-five million. The revenue, re- the revenue record, uh, that's up almost fifty percent month over month. So they have had a really steady increase in the in the ta- in the revenue generated by the scoreboard app. Uh, hold of sixteen point four percent. Okay. Wow. All right. Wow. Good for them. That that's an incredible hold number. Uh, year to date revenue reported as seventeen million for uh, for the uh, for the state of Oregon. Uh, football is the biggest sport bet on in that in the state. Fourteen point seven million dollars. Fifty nine percent of the November bets were on the on football. Uh, soccer came in second with three point eight million. Basketball two point two. And here we go. Table tennis hanging around one point four million. They, they out-earned or out-wagered or out-handled, I guess is a phrasing, mixed martial arts, which brought in only $800,000. That's impressive. I thought the mixed martial arts would do better than table tennis, but uh, hey, they well, like their table tennis in Oregon. The one thing I've noticed about table tennis versus MMA, there's a lot more table tennis going on, depending I, I on I what get, market you I guess you have. table tennis is more of a daily kind of sport. You know, it's throughout the week. It's and throughout the day, throughout and the MMA night. MMA is usually on a weekend, you know? Well, again, it also depends on what state can offer what. Okay. What sport. Because if you offer a lot more uh, offerings in table tennis, because there are lots of different leagues, yep. you're going to have a bigger handle. If you only offer like UFC in terms of MMA, that restricts the amount of money coming in on a wager for okay. that sport. I mean, that's the same way with football, basketball, rugby. Rugby seems to be picking up steam, I've noticed, too. A lot more states are allowing rugby betting on their uh, approved sports betting lists. Mm-hmm. So, again, table tennis may just have more events than MMA. I think MMA's got a more rabid fan base sure, than table sure, tennis. Sure, I've never met a rabid table tennis fan. And, and table tennis is, you know, a lot overseas, which means, you know, if you want to bet on something 10 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast, guess what's playing? It's table tennis or soccer. That's true. Well, I just mentioned that, or you know, in terms of what events are being offered by what states and everything else, I just went to a little tangent on that. kind of goes with what Nevada just did. The Gaming Control Board just approved wagering on several new NBA awards. Oh, Okay. You weren't allowed to do these before. Sixth man of the year, coach of the year, most improved player, and defensive player of the year. Those categories were never, you were never able to bet on them in Nevada. I'm very surprised. I would think uh, Nevada would have those options to bet on, but no, no, I guess they didn't. No, it's it's kind of interesting to see. But the weird thing is, Nevada still has, you know, you're not allowed to uh, complete your registration for your online sports books. On your phone or your tablet or your, you have to go to a physical sports book to complete your registration for your online registration, which doesn't make sense. But you can bet on these basketball. <laughs> well, again, it's it's a matter of the states running with the uh, situation that the entire country is in with sure. the COVID, with COVID and shutdowns and you know the restrictions. Uh, a lot of states have shut down their casinos again. Philadelphia, I mean, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania as a whole, 
has started shutting down everything. I believe their entire industry is going to be shut down for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, New Jersey may or may not do it. Governor Murphy's been kind of wishy-washy on that topic. Really hasn't said one way or the yeah, other. I'm not sure what New Jersey's going to do with their casinos in Atlantic City. So, uh, I mean, there there have restrictions and uh, for you know people inside, and you know you have to do your mask and they uh, take your temperature when you walk in. But you know, I'm I'm not too sure about what they're going to do with regard to keeping open. Well, what'll be interesting to see in New Jersey? It's not just the casinos; it's the horse racing too. Yeah, yeah. I know the horse racing industry is still going. Uh, again, restrictions on the casinos. I know Michigan shut down a whole bunch of casinos. Yeah, in Detroit, right? Yep. The okay. Indian casinos are still open. The the commercial casinos that that's also the other dichotomy you got to learn. Yeah, here well, in terms of commercial well, versus the Indian. Yeah, the, Native American. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, it, the Native American doesn't go by the uh, the laws of the state, so uh, you know they, they have to choose whether they're going to stay open or not. So. Well, I'm kind of curious to see what other states are going to be doing this, expanding their NBA offerings. The the league, like we talked about earlier, the league is going to be opening up pretty soon around Christmas, December 22nd, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. So I know you have a lot of different futures being offered. I know Play Sugar House had some of these on there. Uh, PointsBet has them. Yep. So I think New Jersey's ahead of the curve with some of these things. Uh, Nevada is finally starting to catch up. Chicago, uh, Illinois, actually just extended their – their um, non-in-person um, requirement. They got you know they they you don't have to go in person right now. Okay. Through January, you don't 9th. have to go in person to finish to registering finish right. for your online. You can still account. register online. Okay. Good. Rhode Island got rid of it completely. That's not coming back. Well, good for Rhode Island. Although they are shut down right now. The only <laughs> thing going is the sports betting stuff. Good. Uh, DraftKings has been uh, kind of busy over the last week here. Not only in terms of making deals, but also getting involved with helping out a push for sports betting legislation here. Uh, the deals, one in Tennessee, one in Connecticut. DraftKings became the official sports betting partner of the Nashville Predators. Right. Um, they're going to be offering, basically, they're going to have these special promos. But the, the normal promo is if you're in uh, Tennessee, you, you get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 upon sign-up. Um, you're going yep. to see. Now they're going to have like the signage in the arena. Going to have all the, uh, normal, uh, normal bells and whistles. Normal yeah, bells their, and whistles. Their pregame and their things like that. You're also going to see a static dasher board and virtual signage visible visible on TV for all regionally broadcast Predators games. You know all this stuff that they overlay on the broadcast TV, the broadcast uh, editions of oh, everything. Okay, good. You know the you know they change them every period on the on the ice. You're going to see some digitally created stuff on the ice for uh, DraftKings during wow, this stuff. Uh, they're going to be, uh, let's see, let me get this. They're also going to be uh, digital social media content as well. Uh, DraftKings are going to be all over the Predators homepage. They're going to be uh, app integration in the Predators app. Uh, social media giveaways. They're also going to have a regular presence in, I actually like the way they, this nickname they gave them, This Week in Smashville. Okay. You know, Nashville, Smashville. Yeah, all right, all right. That's the Predators newsletter. Oh, okay. So they're going to be everywhere. Wherever you see a Predators thing, you're going to see DraftKings. DraftKings all the time in uh, Nashville. Now, DraftKings also did a deal with the Mashantucket Pequot Tribal Nation in Connecticut for sports betting. Okay. Now, what what is... Foxwoods. Foxwoods. Okay, because there's another one, Mohican Sun in... 
Ledyard. Uh, Ledyard, Ledyard, Connecticut. Yes. So we're talking about Foxwoods. This is Foxwoods. Foxwoods. Now, what this allows them, it's, it's basically the same type of sports betting deal everywhere you see. It's a partnership. It also has a fantasy sports uh, component to it. That's going to launch before the sports betting because sports betting is not legal in Connecticut yet. Okay. Well, I guess they're... Uh I guess they're betting on sports betting being legal in Connecticut, huh? Well, what happened how, here? How close is Connecticut to actually doing that? We're lo- every, everyone is contemplating 2021 for Connecticut. It makes sense. Now, what happened, a couple things happened that put this into motion as well for sports betting in Connecticut that affected legislation, too. Not only this deal, but the tribe, the Mashantucket Pequot tribe, they have a deal with the in, uh, the Native Americans that work with Mohegan Sun where they were going to try and launch another casino towards the Massachusetts border together. Okay. They dropped those plans. Now, dropping those plans, this deal with DraftKings for sports betting has now spurred on the, the, the governor to say, maybe we can get something together, work out the gaming compact the right way, and get it moving in, in, the, in the proper direction here. Now, the one thing everyone is wondering what's going to happen, the tribe, both tribes have exclusive gaming rights in Connecticut. Okay. They don't know if the governor is going to be willing to give them exclusive sports betting rights. Okay. That should be interesting. Which was important why DraftKings made this deal. All right. Because if they get the exclusive compact for sports betting in Connecticut, they're in great position. If, If it's a wide open field... It'll be fun to watch exactly how and who comes in and when they come in for that state for sports betting. Well, look, DraftKings is big in New England. I mean, their corporate headquarters is in Boston. I know in New Hampshire they are the only sports book around, right? It's just DraftKings. That's it. That's it. It's an exclusive deal. So I guess hopefully they were trying to do this for Connecticut, and we'll see how that works out. Well, that'll do it for us this week on House of Cards. If you're going to one of the newly reopened casinos, poker rooms, or sports books, please be safe. We'll see you next time on House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.